Welcome to this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and this week uh, we're talking with Mark Jones, a very high-level obstacle course racer slash just endurance athlete in general, um, slash just a guy who's in incredible shape um, physically and mentally. Uh, we're going to talk about this event. It's called the Go Ruck Selection. Um, if you're not sure what Go Ruck is, Go Ruck is an event where a number of people show up and it's uh, based on special forces training and the class is led from start to finish by a special forces cadre. Um, and the cadre's job is to test the limits, push you beyond them and build your class into a team. That is all directly from the Go Ruck website. Um, and you're doing all of these different physical challenges while carrying a rucksack full of weight that you're hauling around and you're doing all sorts of various physical events. Um, Mark, well, first of all, I got to give a shout out. My friend Jay Lee, who's been on the show before, um, who's an excellent endurance athlete in his own right, reached out to me a few weeks ago and he's like, dude, you got to talk to this guy, Mark Jones. Um, Mark finished the Go Ruck selection, which is a 48 hour Go Ruck event where you get your own individual cadre who is a guy who's basically critiquing your every move. For, for two days and um, Jay Lee's like it's this event that less than 2% of people who sign up finish and you have to imagine it's two less than 2% of the people who are tough enough to even think about it and even sign up for this event and he's like I met this guy Mark at a, a race he said he was gonna finish Go Ruck Selection and and then he did and he accomplished it and he did what very few people could actually endure. Um, so I'm super excited to share this episode because truly Mark has done something that that most people have not. It's an experience most people haven't been through. And so it's kind of interesting to kind of pick his brain, figure out his mindset, figure out some strategies, figure out some things he learned and lessons along the way, and really kind of just hear about how difficult this Go Ruck selection actually is. Um, yeah, so I'm super pumped. Uh, another background is a long time ago, I interviewed a man named uh, Miguel Medina, and Miguel has been on Mark's team um, a few times for the world's toughest mutter. And I remember after interviewing Miguel, he was telling me about his friend, Mark. He's like, yeah, he would, he's just a solid athlete, someone who he drew a lot of inspiration from and, and had a lot of good times with too. So it just shows you kind of like the small world of this endurance world that we, we find ourselves in. So especially ultra endurance. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. This is the, like a Bigfoot podcast. Number one seventy two about the go ruck selection with Mark Jones. Um, guys, I'm very excited. I'm super honored. Honestly, Mark, uh, you know, I met your friend Miguel a couple years ago and I remember, um, him telling me all about you and how you guys were teammates in World's Toughest Mudder. And and yeah, man, I'm just I'm really excited to talk with you. Uh, we're going to dive into the Go Ruck selection, which is known as one of the absolute hardest endurance events uh, on the planet. So, yeah, dude, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's kind of funny how the how small the world is, right? I mean, Miguel and I, we met in Vermont when he was doing this like project with Spartan. And then I just happened to trickle in there and my, my path in life. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit. I met, I met one of your buddies, uh, Jay, uh, yeah. at, at a local, uh, 425 K. So we would walk, everybody walked out and half the crowd went to like go smoke legally. And then, you know, half of us went and ran a 5K. So it was, it was kind of funny how it just circled around. And here we are to this point. So yeah, man. It's thanks a, for having Yeah, dude. I'm like I said, I'm super excited. And it's funny because uh, I ended up running this fat ass race with uh, Miguel. And I'm pretty sure the only reason I could keep up is because he was like fresh off of recovering from an injury. 
So, uh, yeah, complete happenstance. <laughs> Recovering from an injury and still running. Yep, that's Miguel. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, hey, so I want to, you know, when Jay reached out to me, he's like, dude, there's this thing called GORUCK Selection. And, you know, I'm a fan of endurance sports. And so, obviously, like, I've heard of GORUCK. I've talked to, I have a few friends who have done various go rucks but what is it about selection that is just like ramps it up to the absolute extreme uh, uh real fast i just want to give a big shout out to jay because it, it's so stupid that little that little 5k we uh we somehow connected you know and he's from what san francisco yeah somewhere and, in california uh, we just started talking randomly and then somehow it came down to selection and you know, again, when, when you start talking about selection with people that understand what it is, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you say you're going to finish and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it's like one of those moments in life where we somehow had that conversation and I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish. And, you know, he kind of went off, did his thing and then, you know, point or got us connected. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's just, one of those things, you know, in, in the whole journey before the journey. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I kind of like blew off your question. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. So yeah, what is it about? Like, give us an idea because I think Go Ruck Selection is is probably an event. It's still, I, I don't know if it's underground or not, but like it's it's something that I think is so unique in in endurance sports. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, GORUCK as, as a company is kind of like nothing out there. I mean, a couple other uh, companies tried to dive into uh, similar experiences and just haven't made it. Uh, so, yeah, GORUCK, uh, they're, they're very unique, and they, they created this unique event because people want a harder challenge. And, and I love it because for me to do the team events is actually harder. I mean, selection is really freaking hard, but I mean, it's just a different beast, right? You go out, do a challenge with people that you might or might not know, and then you end up carrying more of the workload and, you know, that kind of messes with you because you're, you're like, well, this person didn't have their share for like three cycles now, or they're just carrying something light and still going to have the same result at the end. Right. So that's, that was always hard for me. So to have selection as a solo event uh, was something, it, it, you know, it sucks, but it was kind of like a blessing at the same time to have a top tier event that, that is solo and you can, uh, you can build towards through other events. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, so can you kind of like describe like what does it entail? I know it's 48 hours and it's, <laughs> it's a ridiculous amount of miles while uh you know rucking you know 60 pounds or so so i mean the standard buy-in you have to do the pt test um which is is the only thing known about the event uh so you have your 55 push-ups your 65 sit-ups five mile run and uh 12 mile ruck so that's that's typically what they would call the the buy-in and we're not going to mess with you until this is complete phase. Um, so, you know, at least seven or eight hours or so you're committed to that. And, uh, you know, prior to that, you have your whole making sure you have all your gear. So there's a lot of stressors that build up to uh, before you take the PT test. So I think that's what gets a lot of people. And it's, it's not, you go. So selection is a a event that you you don't do anything perfectly. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is left for you to do without being messed with. Um, you just have you have a cadre as your shadow or two shadows or three shadows the entire time. So you're constantly on, under pressure, which is was what gets a lot of people and why the uh, pass rate is so low because you just, it's like, it's like being a naughty kid, 20 or 48 hours, right. You know, and just having mom and dad tower over you and tell you everything you do is wrong. I mean, that's the, 
best way I guess I could put it. <laughs> you know, like no matter what you do, it's never good enough, and nothing is ever right. So is it? I mean, you know, that part sounds completely like a mental, you know, like what is your mentality going into it? Why, when you were sitting with Jay, were you like what? What? Why were you so confident? You know what I mean? Like I know, obviously, going into that event, you have to have that, like the whole like. I'm going into it with the expectation of finishing, but like what made you different than, you know, some of the people who were not able to finish? Well, I, I guess I had skin in the game. I, I never really trained fully for this event specifically. I never gave my heart and soul to it. I've, uh, I've always kind of put it as like a B or C event and thought that, you know, doing triathlon and running would would uh, help facilitate the needs required to finish. So I've actually failed the event three. Well, I failed it twice by quitting, and then I failed it once by medical um, dropping me. So uh, cumulative time, I've spent about uh, almost two days just you know with the time that I've attempted the event in the event. Um, uh, so I, I just backtracked and the CEO, Jason, uh, he, of, of go rock, he actually told me you need to take two years off. I don't want to see you come back here and do this event. It's mandatory. You cannot do this event. And, and I took that seriously as a, as a blessing and, you know, something that maybe I might come back to. So it was like, it was great to have somebody at that level tell you back off, you know, and, and just take a break because I probably would have just jumped right back, back into the next one, failed again and failed again and so on. But, uh, that time to kind of take a break forcefully really, uh, got me back on track and, and reset my mind and how I wanted to approach it. Yeah. What, what kind of perspective did you bring in? you know, this, this last time. So I, in, in October, yeah, I, basically a year. I, I, uh, <laughs> so tough mutter, I was doing a lot of obstacle races and, and tough mutter was, was the company that I was, uh, I was pushing forward to, to win some of those events. And it was back when they were actually paying athletes, but still not paying them. So that became an issue. Um, you know, you go to work and every two weeks you get a paycheck, right? Yeah. So as an athlete trying to, you know, get a paycheck once in a while and, and going for that, um, I wasn't getting paid. So, you know, I, I, I would, I would go do an event, get a paycheck, but not get a paycheck. And, you know, I could win the, win the prize money, but I wouldn't get it for like six, seven months that's crazy man what was what was their excuse that they were making well they they had all kinds of excuses so they would be like well we need this and that or you know some paperwork so they have you fill out paperwork immediately right you for for um tax purposes and all that so you do that get that knocked out and then it's just a it's just a, a begging game from there it's just it was ridiculous and then somebody would cycle through and it would restart the process and you're talking with somebody completely new again and this all contributes to why they they have new management now and no prize money anymore but i mean you know it's not like i'm making millions of dollars off this it's it's like a couple hundred here a couple hundred there you know world toughest was a few thousand and it's like just give me my paycheck i i, I could see a month Things settle down. I get it, but I get this is the money I've earned. I've I've worked for you in a commitment that you have agreed upon, you know. And so, uh, anyway, long story short, thank you, Tough Mudder, for pushing me out of that world because I've <laughs> ventured back into go. And you know, after that whole uh, scenario was going on, I I pace marathons on the side. It's like kind of you know part of training. And one race was just overbooked and I had the opportunity to still race it. And I just happened to have my ruck with some weight in it. 
so I uh, I jumped into the half marathon and and then I felt good. Like I finished and I was like, man, it feels good to have weight on my back again. This is this is awesome. And then I went home and I was like, fuck it. it I think it's been about two years. It's time to get back into this. So <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, man. What is what is your training? I mean, I know like asking about training regimen, you can go into like a billion different details, but like what does a kind of like a normal training day look like for something like this? Well, actually, uh, just a few days ago, I, I can't openly announce it yet uh, officially with who it's going to be with, but I am going to be doing uh, coaching uh, probably starting in the next couple weeks okay it's all about it's all about uh how fast we can get online and, and get everything straight but i i was i i had somebody reach out to me it's hard not mentioning the name but <laughs> i had a i had a company reach out to me and they want to put me part of their uh their uh, coaching staff so i'm gonna be doing some remote training but anyway besides that um, I, I really just scaled back and I said, what could help the, the event I want to complete? Right. Yeah. So I took, I had like little milestones along the way. I think you need little wins to, or benchmarks to really kind of, you know, um, really facilitate training and, and know that it's going in the right direction. So, um, I was, I, I'm on the, uh, national guard marathon team. So I get to race all over the country and, uh, they take care of it. So I would just throw a ruck on for a few of those marathons. And, you know, that was, that was a big training weekend. And then I had baton, which was a ruck race. And then, uh, team assessment. That was, that was a big stepping stone towards selection. Uh, so, you know, obviously you got to rock a lot yeah. and I've never, never, I've put over a thousand miles on just rocking this year. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's and crazy, it, man. That's what you have to do. You just, your body needs to become one with that rock and pretty much everywhere you go, you're wearing it. So, um, I mean, I got into little, little side things. Like I, I was doing a uh, dog walking, so I'd go out get paid to walk some dogs and then I'd rock at the same time. Just everything I did was for that event. I mean, it was just, it was, that's it. That's I mean, awesome. you have to have them. It yeah. would even go as far. It would even go as far as into, um, I, I got to drive an hour to go to school once a week. So two hours in the car, all I was listening to was, um, the, uh, the welcome party just lots of yelling and screaming and ah, you know for two hours once a week and then if i would go out for rocks i would do the same thing it would just to, to become numb to all that yelling yeah well it's funny like i the best shape i've ever been in i think was probably this summer and one of the things i was doing i was staying home with my newborn but i would take her for like an hour walk every day and I would throw on a backpack and like 40 pounds in it and push the stroller. And dude, just by doing that, like you wouldn't think like just walk, like, I don't know, I guess I'm a runner. So you kind of like, you know, you're like walking and running with a big pack on just kind of seems like, eh, you're going a lot slower. Like you can't be getting as, in as good of shape, but like, dude, that'll, that'll get you in like amazing shape. Absolutely. Yeah. And like the combination obviously, but I'm a runner too. That's where I started. And, you know, I went from like 145 pounds, like at my prime running to now 165 because all the, you know, the strength and everything you need for this event. And I'm still like, if you watch the videos and stuff, I'm definitely like smaller than both those guys and a lot of people out there. Um, I just, I just know how to move weight, uh, efficiently. Yeah. That really helps. Yeah, the whole yeah, e I mean, efficiently thing, it's funny. Like, I remember I first learned that on that run with Miguel because he was talking about, like, the exact, like, kind of uh, cadence he was running in and how he was trying to be, like, the absolute most efficient with that. And it was something I hadn't even really considered before that. 
You know, you know, here's a funny story. So back in Vermont, <laughs> Miguel, when I first met him, I, I was doing uh, coaching for running. And he was, he asked me to, to help coach him. So I picked, I was like, all right, let's go out tomorrow. And it was freezing balls. Like, like so cold out. And, you know, I, I already knew from experiences that you have to have a certain base layer around your junk. Right. So <laughs> Miguel knows that. obviously I, I didn't know what he was wearing. I just figured he was good to go. And we go outside and we're doing this this workout I had, it was like called death by burpees. So you'd run up this quarter mile hill where you have to run down and run back up. So it was like a half mile round trip. I think it was like in four minutes or something, but it was a pretty steep hill. And then you had to do one burpee at the top and you just kept building that every, every four minutes. So, and until you couldn't, couldn't meet the time hack anyway. So we would, we were doing some running drills and then we did that workout and we got done and he was like, Oh my God, I, something's burning down there. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I think he had frostbite on his, on his junk. So, uh, I think the first time Miguel and I trained, you know, for, you know, doing some running cadence and, that's, I don't know. I just remember that you said cadence. I remember teaching him that, and that was all. His uh, junk swelled up because he had frostbite. So it was kind of funny. Dude, that's like a that's definitely like a bonding experience. I have to imagine. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, we could have taken it a step further. I think he he actually popped out. And he's like, "Dude, you got to see this," and I was like, "No, dude." <laughs> that's awesome man so yeah i mean take us back real quick like you guys did um did some team events together like what is that like i know you mentioned working with a team has its own kind of like factors that come into play but can you kind of like give us an idea like performing at a high level with other people performing at a high level what is that what does that entail well it depends what kind of team event we're talking about um i mean i've done team so we did world's toughest as a team a few times i've done it as you know with miguel twice and then uh a josh fiore is on uh on another year but are you talking about go ruck events or yeah i anything, mean really? yeah let's keep it let's keep it to go ruck so when you're doing a go ruck team like what is that what is that like so as you know, you have the, you have your tiers. Uh, so light is the I think it's like six to eight hours. Uh, tough is twelve plus, and then a heavy is twenty four hours. And then you have your crazies that do the HTL. So you'll do you know a combination of those three uh, back to back to back. And then you have you know, people do like double heavies, so like forty eight hours straight. But then the big stepping stone for me was team assessment, which is a one, uh, one other person on your team. So I, I picked him um, as soon like literally the day after that event came out, the team assessment was released and we trained remotely and we're speaking to each other every single day. So that team event obviously went extremely well, but for the, for the events that you just show up to, and there's, you know, 40, 50 other people. Um, and, and we're all in the same boat with the unknown. But it's just, for me, I like to be on a team where we can just work hard, right? Because working hard when you're cold and wet is, is the best way to kind of keep your sanity and obviously stay warm. So when you're cold and wet and you're moving at, like, the slowest person's pace, yeah, it's just it's – different beast you know if you you really have to have the mentality hey we're all a team i'm no i'm not different than you we're we all need to be the same and that's what go ruck does really well is that they they put you in those scenarios where you can build people up that aren't as fast or as strong and then you also have to maintain your composure knowing that like hey i i guess slowed down a little bit yeah so that's uh that's that's good on them for that and it's it's even great that they they now have that two-man team assessment which is going to be phenomenal this year 
but um, that you can work at like the high capacity with your teammate. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, it just seems like GoRuck also kind of like it tries to kind of, you know, add a whole bunch of lessons that like a normal running a marathon or a normal going for like an ultra run or whatever kind of things don't have. Um, you know, it seems like it's about a lot of like focus and concentration and not only overcoming like the normal adversities of, you know, something that's like a hard endurance event, but like, <laughs> like added adversities of, you know, like you said, people kind of like being on your back about like not doing something perfectly and things like that. Right. Yep. It's, it's a, it's a different form of obstacle. You know, like you can go into a go rec event and know that, Hey, I'm not going to climb the same wall. I'm not going to do the same low crawl barbed wire. You know what I mean? Like the obstacles are always varied because you don't know what to expect, which is great. Yeah. Is that what, you know, is that what draws you to it a little bit? Uh, no, what drew me to it was selection initially. I, I've only done one tough, and that was because way back you had to do an event to get into selection. Um, but I did. I recently jumped in a heavy here in Colorado, uh, I guess about like three or four months now, just as like a training endeavor. And, and that was insane. That was like... I mean, you, you talk about like the cadre that have all the tricks in their sleeves, the unknowns, the the team that can be really great or really shitty. Um, but that was an event where I went into as, hey, I'm doing the HTL. And just under like a normal training cycle, no taper, just like, hey, it's right here in my backyard. I'm going to go do it. And this heavy beat people up. I mean, before the event, Every, he was like, the cadre said, hey, who's doing the whole HTL? And like 99% of people's hands went up. And this thing beat us down so much, to, you know, to include like being wet the whole time. We had this crazy hailstorm that came in. It was like golf balls coming down at us. And then there was like lightning striking down all over the place. I just, I had really bad chafing. My feet were messed up and I was like, nope not doing it and about i think 99 or 98 percent of the other people that raised their hand did not do it either so, i mean that that was crazy um so anyway it, yeah that's it's things like that you just don't expect you know like people do these races and hey i know i'm running 26.2 miles or i know i'm doing 140.6 or i know there's a 50 or you know whatever it's all known right yeah these events just you just don't know and that's fun that's what that's why people love it because it's fun to to walk into the unknown and the creativity of that individual cadre because they're all professionals and they have very large knowledge base to uh disseminate amongst you know common folk like us (laughs) that uh just want just want to learn some new things yeah yeah, man. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that it totally, it's funny. Like you describe that. And I think some people would be like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> and then there's other people where like, to me, I'm like, that sounds appealing. Like, I like that. I, I like the challenge behind that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge, especially if you're, you're used to being on your own and running at a certain pace you just have to go into it knowing, Hey, I'm, I'm going to have to pick up the workload a little bit more for somebody that, that can't. And that's yeah. fine. Like that happens every day in life. Um, so you, you have to go in with that mentality that it's not, I'm not an individual in this team event. Like I have to learn my teammates and, and work with them. Yeah. Have you been able to like pull that outside of go Ruck, like to your regular life as like, you know, just like a, uh, like coworker or, you know, whatever, like, have you been able to kind of like pull those lessons into just regular life? Like that patience? Absolutely. I have a girlfriend, <laughs> so there's a lot of, and I, think, and I think I've definitely gotten better since, uh, since we first met. So good on her for sticking to it and, uh, watching me grow. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, because I just think like, you know, I as you know, going out and having a really hard event and getting through it and being patient with it and work and like proving to yourself that you can you can complete it like to me, it just makes me more calm when life throws you those, you know, everyday struggles where I'm like, well, you know, surely if I could make it through like a go ruck, I can make it through, you know, when a meeting at work doesn't go right or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's primarily what they cater to. You know I mean? You have, you have millions of athletes out there that, that go through the grind every day, you know, and they'll never do stuff like this because they just don't have the time or the money or, you know, whatever it is, but they're out there. There's people that could crush go ruck selection and crush, crush all these other events, but we just don't see them because it's not mainstream to the, to the public. Um, it's a very small percentage of us that do this stuff and we all have a reasons why. And, um, you know, it, it would be great if we could reach out somehow uh, to the to the masses, or at least help others through our experiences. And and that's what it's always been for me. You know, it's just every run, every workout. I think, hey, who's watching and who's going to get motivated today? And I think that's the direction we all need. And it's not just, hey, it's about me, right? And and I think that's the whole go rough mentality and being in that group is it really gets you to think it's not about me that person needs a hand today and they're you know they're sucking um so we just think about that yeah during uh selection did you have any like really (laughs) low moments and you know it was funny like when i was like kind of trying to figure out what i was going to talk to you about i the very first thing i wrote was is Goruck's selection a feel-good story or just pure hell and misery? <laughs> so, so during team assessment, you know what that is, right? You're familiar with that? Yeah, I'm familiar, but I guess, like, if people aren't, uh, you know, can you kind of just, like, give a brief summary? So this was the inaugural year for team assessment, which is a two-man team uh, going through 48 hours of a similar well, very the exact same standards for the buy-in to the unknown event for 48 hours. So it was it was kind of marketed as it was going to be a selection with a team, a team member. And when we got there, it was kind of the opposite. And they, they on the spot, I think, kind of marketed it as, hey, this is a very fair event in which like, they'll keep pushing you, but they're not going to be screaming at you like they'll do at selection. So that's, I guess in a nutshell, it's, it's very similar. But anyway, during that, uh, they asked me how the event was going. And I, and I said, this is like a, a happy selection. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're putting in the work. You're not getting yelled at. You have a little bit, you know, if you, if you work hard and you get finished, then you get to rest. And, I mean, it, it was very – it was exactly what they said. It was very fair. So – um, like that's, that's a great stepping stone and confidence booster that I utilize to move forward with selection. I gotcha. But then selection is, is not, you know, like they're yelling at you and stuff. So, so the question was, is it a happy event? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure loves misery and you go into these events where oh you're gonna find your happy place because i've had this mentality is like i'm gonna go run an ultra and be in the woods for a day and a half and and just share the experience at the aid stations and the the happy frolicking you know runner in the woods that's not you you need to i mean if you look at the the start of the event Nobody's smiling, and the ones that do, they're freaking gone in, like, a couple hours. But everybody's face is just, like, stern and focused and serious, and that's just what it is, you know? Like, you you have to have that bulletproof mentality of, you're not going to get in my head. Like, I'm focused on this task. I'm going to complete it, and then when you give me another one, I'm going to complete that, and you just keep going and going and going and break it down as small as you can. 
into seconds if need be. Like I just need one more step, one more step. And that's, that's how it comes down to is there happiness? Not till you get to the end. Yeah. And the people that don't to the end, it freaking believe me, it haunts you every day of your life. Cause you're like, I failed. I quit. Whatever it is, whatever excuse you give yourself of why you did not finish, it haunts you every day of your life. And I've, I've done that for, I think it's been five years or so. And, you know, it just sucks. Yeah. But so, then when you ultimately it, finish, like what kind of satisfaction do you draw from that? I, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been as emotional with any event I've ever accomplished as I was for that last overhead raise of the sandbag and then they told us to turn around and had a big hug from uh one of the cadre and and wow it's it's just it's just so unreal because you your mind is blown and pulled in different directions and you you just you don't believe it i guess that's the best way to put it initially you don't believe it and then uh once it starts to settle in you're, you're happy but I, I I was recovering. I've been, you know, I, I'm recovered now, but I was going through about four or five days of getting my feet back on track, and I was depressed. I, I it's you finish these big events that you train so long for, and I guess there's a little bit of satisfaction, but I think the more that if you have any happiness or satisfaction, it's on it's during the event because they put you through some wild shit. And when you accomplish it, it's like inside you're saying, yes, you know, it's like, that's awesome. And then you go to the next one and you just keep having those little victories. And then you get to the big victory and it's over and you're just kind of like, Oh, what's next? Yeah. I think that's important for people to understand. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's important to understand, like, the joy and the victories are during and it's not necessarily after like you're not going to necessarily find that complete satisfaction that you might be seeking or you might be expecting and it doesn't matter like whatever the event is you know but it's the like what you learn during it at least for me what i learned during like an ultra run or something that's really difficult is is ultimately what i walk away satisfied with right yep yeah that's awesome man dude so are you like when you're getting towards the end are you even thinking about it or do you not even let yourself think that it's going to be over anytime soon until it's actually there well the so i'm pretty good with like reading the sun and then and just the the time of day yeah so i knew i knew like and and there's certain phases that you know, you kind of know about. So they, uh, they put us through a second welcome party in which I was very, I was very close to throwing in the towel and, and giving myself tons of reasons or tons of, uh, yeah, tons of reasons why I was going to quit and who I was going to go to, to give my patch to and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, obviously that didn't happen, but the thoughts were there. But I kept saying, you know, one more step, one more step, one more step. And, and all of a sudden I was in the, uh, the long walk and, you know, traditionally at the long walk, you go do that and you come back, get smoked again. That's about it. So when we got to, we started walking, you know, I, I was freaking seeing all kinds of stuff in the ocean. And then we had that tropical hurricane or whatever it was that came through and, just getting hit with tons of rain and wind and it was insane trying to like stay awake through it all and then uh the sun started creeping up and we were heading back in the other direction and uh, you know it didn't matter uh what we were doing along the on along the way but i knew as soon as i saw the pier and we saw a bunch of images that that would be our our shark attack and then from there we we just did whatever to finish so um yeah it's just it's one phase after another that that you get in your head and 
you just have to say, just get to that point. Just get to that point. That's awesome, man. Well, I guess to kind of like wrap up today, which by the way, dude, you're awesome. And I'd love to chat with you again at some point. Um, because I feel like you've done so many of these of like really in, insanely difficult things that you just have this like wealth of knowledge and like really good advice. Um, but to kind of wrap up, like what is kind of like, can you just share like one of many, I'm sure, but one of many like lessons you've learned uh, by like really, really pushing yourself because, you know, like we'll talk about pushing yourself on the, on the podcast, but like what you've done is like really, really, really like even you right now talking about that long walk. I'm just like, it's, it's a feeling most of us probably can't even imagine, but what have you learned from those moments? Wow. Uh, I, I've learned that I'm just, I'm happy with, just just life in general i mean you you go through so many thoughts and experiences throughout the event and you know it's you know not to get too personal but we all have those those thoughts of what if what if the world was better without me and that's a thought that's crossed my mind a lot in my life and when you have that conviction before the event of what you're truly doing this for and you commit to those individuals that you're doing it for and you're out there going through pain and thinking about, I should just, I just, just walk away and it doesn't matter. It will just end and no more pain and all those, all those happy thoughts that come with, with just walking away from what you're, going towards and just having an easier finale or finish uh, and, and conquering that and beating it, you know, beating whatever it is, the hunger, the, the sleep, the, the pain, all that, just, just moving forward. It really just makes you appreciate your life and, and understand what you're fully capable of doing. And uh, those guys, they they did a hell of a job professionally and all all levels of of pushing that you know and installing that knowledge into us um, and so so yeah I I, just, I I think there's incredible people out there and I, I think that if if anybody has these thoughts you know because a lot of us do a lot of these endurance athletes have thoughts and and addictions and all kinds of things that bring us to do these cr- right? We all have our story of how we got here. We're all a bunch of misfits, <laughs> but I, you know, a lot of us, I think, you know, probably deal with depression and, and this is, this is what makes us happy. And I, I think long story short to make things to make me feel happy in this event was, was just finally, finally finishing it and, and knowing that I could do greater things in life, you know, like just because you finish this, long, hard endurance event doesn't mean you're an amazing person. It doesn't mean you're, you know, everything and, and can do everything and you're invincible. It just means that you've hit a stage in your life that you've accomplished and a goal that, that you've, you've, you know, you work so hard to, to get towards. And it just, it just gets you to think like, all right, what's next. And, and for me, it's been, it's been all the, amazing people have reached out and asked for help and advice. And it, it, it's just been, it's been a great experience. It's been a great year. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really good to hear. And like, what a, what an amazing perspective, honestly. Um, where can like, if people are listening and they want to kind of like reach out to you and stuff, where can they, where can they find you at? Uh, Instagram is Woodpile Jones. Um, and then Facebook, uh, you could sort through the millions of Mark Joneses, but <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm the guy that's in Colorado. Um, I don't know the direct or the, uh, the exact, uh, yeah, me, but yeah, it's, it's Facebook and, and then Instagram Woodpile Jones. 
That's awesome, man. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. This was uh, as awesome, if not more awesome than I than I thought it would be. So thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you. I, I'm glad you reached out and, and we got the chat. Yeah, dude. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, huge thanks to Mark. Um, coming from someone who's never stepped up to a go ruck challenge and you know these are some things that have been on my radar for for quite a while now um probably five or six years ago i think i heard about this even back when i lived in des moines iowa i'm pretty sure i saw a go ruck challenge and it was starting at like midnight and i'm driving home from downtown or something and i see all of these people with these heavy backpacks on and i'm like what in the world are these people doing and i think that was kind of my first exposure but from someone who's never actually stepped up to it, it's fascinating talking about this event. These events sound, first of all, what Mark accomplished is undeniably an incredible physical achievement. It's undeniable. Like 48 hours of some of the hardest physical things you can endure is is just mind-blowing. But these events mentally you have to be mentally sharp um so if you go online and you look at the videos of of the go ruck selection you're seeing they're being questioned they're every move they make is being critiqued and and it's probably mentally and emotionally taxing so i think that's a really cool part is you're training or you're testing yourself physically and i know endurance in general just by definition is going to test you emotionally and mentally too. But this seems like it's taking it to a whole nother level. And I just thought it was really cool being able to kind of sit down and pick Mark's brain about what, like what makes him successful or what made him successful this time versus the previous times. And there's just so many lessons you can take away um, by stepping up and, and kind of challenging yourself in, in that way. Uh, you know, which, as I've said many times on the podcast, is one of the things I really want people to realize and people to understand is, yeah, this event is brutal. It is brutally hard. It is physically taxing and, um, you know, just exhausting in every way you can imagine. But the lessons that he was able to learn and like think about what you're going to learn about yourself from really doing something you are not sure is possible for you and doing that over and over and over again for 48 hours like think about how you're going to experience that during the event and how you're going to bring that into your everyday life and when we face the ups and downs of just like every day you know some days you have a lot of adversity and if you are doing these events this is adversity training you're training yourself so when struggles happen in life whether big or small you're able to handle it in in an emotionally mature way uh and you're you have the confidence of like hey like look what i've endured before and look what i can endure just just by showing up, putting one step in front of the other, taking it one moment at a time, look what I can actually get myself through. And and that is incredible and it's an incredible lesson that I I would hope everybody is able to experience, you know, in a in a positive way. Like go out, do a race, do something hard, do something you're not used to. It might, it doesn't have to be go ruck selection for 48 hours. You know, it could like, if that's something that you really want to step up and you're really positive will challenge you, which spoiler alert, it's going to challenge everybody who steps up to it, but find something, whatever that something is. And right now for me, I'm in this weird point of like, what do I want to step up to? What am, what is something I'm intimidated by that I, that I want to go out and try. And I'm still figuring that out and I'll let you guys know as soon as I know what I want to do. Um, 
but it is like what adventure is really going to push me and what adventure is going to bring me lessons that I haven't learned yet, (laughs) you know, or lessons I need to relearn and reteach myself. And uh, that's cool. That's the fun part about life is like, what are you going to face? What are you going to face next? And how are you going to face it? And, and, you know, how are you going to show up? So anyways, huge thanks to Mark. I'm hoping at some point I can meet up with him and, and go for a run or, or do some, do a workout with him or something, because I really do think he's an incredible athlete and admire what he has been able to to accomplish uh in the endurance world so uh anyways guys come back to us next week i already have it recorded so i'll share give you a little preview um next week's a really cool episode uh i met this guy after marine corps marathon uh he had just finished his very first marathon at a very fast time for your for, like it was awesome uh and we got to talk in and, you know, we're, it's after the race. So you're comparing how sore you are and you're just like grunting and stuff. Um, but anyways, we got to talking and it, it turned out he was the guy who sang the national anthem for Marine Corps marathon. And I was like, no way, man, we heard about you before the race. And, uh, he has this whole story. He was runner up on American idol. Um, just a super cool. And once again, when we like, think about mindset when you listen to the episode next week too you're gonna see a lot of connections and i'm seeing a lot of connections just amongst athletes i'm talking to about their mindset but also just what he was able to accomplish because he had learned how to work hard through sport and how he was able to apply that in other areas of his life so super cool dude's name is clark beckham so come back next week we have um an episode with him talking about his first marathon why he ran it i think he trained in six months going from uh 50 pounds heavier than he was um six months later in fighting shape ready to uh take on his first marathon so so that'd be super cool and uh yeah we'll get back at you next week see ya